When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. G'day, Mike Hussey here, but you can call me Mr. Supercoach. KFC Supercoach BBL is back and there's 25 grand up for grabs. So what are you waiting for? Play today at supercoach.com.au. T's and C's apply. New South Wales authorisation number TP slash 01005. G'day, Mike Hussey here, but you can call me Mr. Supercoach. KFC Supercoach BBL is back and there's 25 grand up for grabs. So what are you waiting for? Play today at supercoach.com.au. T's and C's apply. New South Wales authorisation number TP slash 01005. Well, our listeners absolutely loved having uh, Greg Murphy back on the airwaves last week, so we've uh, got him back again. Of course, uh, he's uh, part of our race control team with Stephen McIver, 7pm on Thursday nights uh, here on SENZ. Murph, good morning to you. You're on the road today somewhere. Yes, actually, it feels a bit strange. I'm at Napier Airport heading uh, down to Queenstown legally, of course, because we're allowed to, Um, which is a little bit weird because I've been on a plane for a little while. Uh, and you're in that new luxurious Koru lounge up there at Napier, are you? <laughs> yeah, but uh, level two means mask wearing and uh, not a free-for-all at the buffet, so it's um, not quite as good <laughs> as it normally is. Hey, mate, they call it the silly season at the moment for supercars as the teams look to settle on their driver lineups for next year. What, what's the latest gossip? Yeah, it's an interesting one. There's a few things still to roll out. Um, a few uh, teams still haven't announced exactly all their lineups. Uh, it's a big change. I think we covered last week was um, uh, with Andre Heimgartner, you know, announcing that he was um, leaving uh, Kelly Grove Racing at the end of the season, heading heading off. Announced to uh, Brad Jones Racing, which um, it was also announced that uh, Nick Perkett was leaving Brad Jones Racing. So. So he hasn't actually come forth yet and, and um, given us the details on what he is doing, but he, I would imagine, has got uh, it all sorted and, and under control. You don't leave a race team, um, you know, before the season's finished if you don't have something else lined up. So he, uh, I would expect, is going to announce he's going to welcome Shaw and Driddy United to line up alongside uh, Chaz Monster, which is going to be a great combination and... and Really good for uh, for Nick. I think um, heading to a team that is on the up with a teammate like Chaz, uh, focused on two cars, not uh, four. Where he is at BJR, is just going to put a focus back on on what he needs as a race car driver to do the job. So, sort of quite excited about uh, that announcement. I think which is forthcoming. Well, um, it leaves a few others um, sort of up and down around the place. Um, Bryce Forward, who is at Walkinshaw and Driddy United, the young guy from Darwin. Um, it means that um, he's uh, will be either on the move or without a drive, but there's a bit of word around that he might end up at Tickford. So Tickford's got a lot of announcing still to do. They've only got uh, one confirmed, and that is, um, well, I think is going to be confirmed um, in Cam Waters. So there's a few cars there that still need to be filled. But that is interesting just with, um, you know, the fact that uh, we, we, we haven't, got the season finished by any means and we're still waiting for a calendar announcement on the, the next few races before Bathurst in December and yet uh, these uh, drivers moving around all over the place. Which would impact uh, greatly on the sport, I would imagine, the uncertainty because this is a sport, like most, uh, but this one in particular when it comes to branding, etc., uh, mm. involves a lot about money, sponsorship, 
advertising, return on investment, uh, and the uncertainty cannot be easy for, uh, for the code. Can't be. Uh, it's not, mate. It, it really is a real challenge, and just some of the, you know, the sort of feedback that's coming through from contacts over there within teams. You know, it's just massively challenging at the moment. You've got teams that are, are sitting around, you know, um, reducing obviously the amount of days they've got nothing to do. The cars are sort of prepared and ready to go, and they are waiting for confirmation that they're going to head off um, up north pretty soon to into Queensland to to have a couple of races up there, and then a couple of races have been uh, sort of talked about happening in New South Wales at Sydney Motorsport Park before they head off to Bathurst and this uncertainty is just so tough as you say, you know, the, the sport like um, all professional sport these days built around those relationships with sponsors third parties that are, um, you know, are there to get uh, coverage and be seen on the TV and, and none of that is happening at the moment so really, really tricky and on top of that they've got a uh, you know, a, a big uh, situation around uh, championship ownership and um, what's going to happen there? So the you know the current owners who own 65 percent Archer Capital, um, you know private equity company are looking to sell, and there is you know potential that that might be done by the end of the year. But there's a lot of due diligence and and uh, conversations and negotiations still to happen. So you know the championship's looking like being sold. It's not a good time because obviously the value of it at the moment is a bit of a bit of a concern about moving forward and and. Um, you know, so the teams are waiting to hear about that as well, which just adds to the complexity and the anxiety around the future. Murph, uh, it was a great weekend. We spoke last week uh, around about uh, the prospects for Scott Dixon, Scott McLaughlin last weekend in, in IndyCar for Scott Dixon. Uh, he finished 12th in Monterey, which basically has cancelled his chances out um, for this particular year. So he'd have, with his record, he'd write that off as pretty unsuccessful sort of a year, would he? Would he? Yeah, I think I think you really would, and um, it'll take a little bit of, I suppose, analysing too from his perspective and his his team to look at um, you know uh, all the factors that came into that. And and I actually uh, did a um, an interview this morning um, with uh, Lee Diffie, who's lead commentator, broadcaster for the championship, and an Aussie guy who's a really good mate of mine. I've known him uh, for over twenty years, and. Um, he's uh, immersed heavily in, in IndyCar at the moment. Long Beach is coming up, so I spoke to him a little bit about that. And he's on race control uh, tomorrow night at seven, uh, between seven and nine pm. We've got a, a really good interview with him, and he brought up some really good points that uh, around you know the likes of Scott Dixon and some of the other guys that've been around a while. They're up against it with this this, this you know this young. Um, sort of run at the moment that we've we've got in, in lots of forms of motorsport, but there's this talent that's coming through. Alex Pillow, who's leading the championship, you know, he's in his early twenties. Um, Pato Award, early twenties. All these guys that are that are coming through at the moment. Colton Huda, who won the race on the weekend at Laguna Seca, early twenties, and they've just they're so strong, so fast, and it, it's it's almost like it's the the simulator era. So the the these drivers that have spent so much of their time learning their trade, on, you know, doing things differently, using the different tools like sims, simulators and spending all the time on them, which, you know, the, the Scott Dixon of the world didn't grow up doing. You know, it was all about actually in the car, driving the car and learning through talking to engineers and, and looking at data or that information, not so much around um, the simulation side of it all. But these guys are, have, are spending hours and hours and hours, days, you know, doing things and learning through different means that um, the guys that have been around 10, 15 years didn't do. And, and it is making a difference. It's, it's changing the way drivers 
um, are learning their trade and learning their skills. And, and I think you can see that's happening in Formula One, and, and it's now it's happening in, in uh, IndyCar as well. It's just these little idiosyncrasy changes, technology that um, that, that are, seem to be really making a difference. So his future is going to be an interesting one. You know, um, his motivation. He's always had such strong motivation. Is it going to continue? Knowing that he's he's up against it when it comes to, you know, the battle with this this new generation of drivers. So. The future is, is pretty exciting. His teammate Alex uh, Palou, well, it's basically it's his to lose now. So uh, yeah. what does Dixon's role become now? Um, and if it's a support role, how do you support someone on the track? I mean, have you ever been asked to, to, to do that, just support your teammate? And, and, and tactically, how do you go about doing that? Yeah, yeah, listen, it's absolutely. I think uh, lots of drivers have been asked. And I've been in that situation before. Um, and... And no question, uh, they will. That'll be a big part of of what Ganassi planned for this weekend. Um, knowing that Scott has got, you know, there's there's nothing to lose in that respect. He's not fighting for that championship anymore, and, and he's a team player. And, he, and he, you know, and he will be absolutely 100% supportive of of trying to allow that to happen. Um, and his. What he needs to do is obviously be as fast as he possibly can, qualify as good as he possibly can ahead of the, um, Alex's uh, rivals, and and if it means that he you know can run a uh, run tail gunner or he can you know be in some way, shape or form, see a bit of a disruptor during the race, obviously not do anything that's you know blatantly going to uh, ruin someone's race, but just you know be in the right place to to support Alex's race in whatever way and. You know, there's, there's many pl- things that can play out during a, you know, a, a race around a street circuit like Long Beach that can that can where he can assist just to, to be in the right place at the right at the wrong time for someone else to um, either lose some time or, or um, you know, uh, be a bit of a blocker in some respects. And and IndyCar and, and and NASCAR have some interesting you know situations there around you know these blue flags and things that we see a lot in supercars and some of the racing over here. That doesn't happen in the US, they're not focused around, you know, if you're going to be a lap down, you don't have to get out of the way. Um, you know, it, it's up to up to you to continue to race and it's up to the guy behind to, to get past. So it's it's very different in the in way they can strategize uh, versus what we can do and get away with here in, in, in New Zealand, Australia. So it, it's going to be all on because Long Beach is, is just torture anyway with uh, the concrete walls up and close and personal the way they are you know the tiny tiniest mistake and, and you know it's all over the show is race control folks it's tomorrow night Murph's always already given us a preview as to some of the content uh, he'll be there with uh, Stephen McIver 7pm uh, on Thursday nights here on SENZ travel well Murph uh, enjoy Queenstown eh thanks Smithy uh, good to talk mate talk cheers. next week yep Yeah, cheers. Talk next week uh, with uh, Greg Murphy, a regular on the show now. We're pretty pleased about that.